0: It's time for the Thursday night Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. The Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show is presented by Mechdyne. Headquartered in Marshalltown and founded by Iowa State grads, Mechdyne is a collection of technology companies that remove obstacles to insight and understanding.
1: Now, here is your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another Cyclone fanatic radio show powered by our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, here on Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Man, it's uh, been a heck of a start to the football season. We're five weeks through now. Got the bye week. Nice to get to the bye week. Looking forward to um, Saturday, being able to stay home and, and watch a whole bunch of college football. Uh, got Rob gray on the line with me here, Rob. I I feel like it says a lot about me that, you know, when every week, what I do during the fall is I go to college football games for work. And then the one weekend I don't have to go to a college football game for work. I sit at home and watch college football.
2: Yeah. Well, you get to enjoy it. It's uh, just a fan of the game. Right. And, uh, you know, if you feel like it, you can head over to the fridge grab some chips and dip or organic vegetables and a refreshment or two and just kick back and relax but you you are all about football my man and uh just a bit more relaxed setting for you this uh saturday right
1: you know me too well to you know knowing that i'm going to go to the refrigerator and get my organic snacks yes (laughs) Yes.
2: well i've seen your fridge many times yes it's
1: (laughs) It's always stocked with organic, organic fruits and vegetables and, uh, never any sort of adult beverages or anything like that.
2: Yes. Or, and, or or organic, uh, Bushlight, I suppose.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I I don't think Bushlight's organic, but we'll pretend that it is anyway. Uh, uh, man, it's been an interesting, you know, first five weeks, uh, I guess just what you know, now that we're in the bye week going a- ahead to this game against Kansas state next week, what are just kind of some of your overarching thoughts of Iowa state football after five weeks? Well, I think, um,
2: you know, unfortunately what couldn't happen in a couple of those games happened, you know, critical turnovers in the Iowa game cost them, you know, losing the uh, field of position battle cost them, uh, it's just way too much to overcome. And, and then Baylor, the, the special teams, Gaps or mistakes, or whatever you want to call them, bad luck. Good play, obviously, by Baylor there, at Ebner. Um, you know, we're sitting at three and two. You know, everyone hoped it would be five and zero oh, that finally get over the hump against Iowa in the Campbell era. Just you can't overcome minus four in turnovers. And, you know, it, you think about Charlie Kohler being banged up and just working his way back to 100%, which we're seeing you know, on the, in real time kind of, and that Brees Hall got banged up at the end of camp. And, and along with maybe some scheme differences, uh, it kind of hampered him earlier in the season and we're seeing him break through what he had a career day uh, in the Baylor loss. And it just looks like he's going to be continue to look like that Heisman candidate the rest of the way. So, you know, disappointing that, that what had to go right went wrong um, in those two key games. And it had a couple of key injuries, but uh you know, look to be a healthy team right now and, and certainly, uh, certainly fully capable of turning this into a, a tremendous season, uh, you know, from here on out.
1: Yeah. And I think the other bright side for our state is that luckily I don't think anybody else in the big 12 really has, you know, necessarily figured it out yet either. Like, I don't think there's anybody else in the league that is head and shoulders better than anybody. Like, I think Iowa State's right there in the mix towards the top. You know, Oklahoma's going to always be the favorite just because they're Oklahoma. And until they get knocked out, like you, you have to assume that they're going to be in there. But, you know, Texas, Oklahoma State have maybe been a little better than some of us would have, would have thought. Baylor, I think, is definitely better than we would have thought. But, you know, other than that, like it, there's kind of just a log jam throughout the entire league.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've seen Kansas State have its moments. We've seen West Virginia have its moments. Texas Tech finally had its moment against, uh, West Virginia. So, you know, Oklahoma state has quietly kind of been a team that boy didn't impress so much in, in the, in, in the pre big 12 season, but they got some dudes. And then that defense I think is better than I thought it would be. And, and, you know, we'll see, we look at Iowa state's numbers too. I mean, it took those glaring mistakes and uh, for them to lose to, to a really good Iowa team. And I think a, at least a minimum, pretty good Baylor team. Uh, so, yeah, they're right there. And there's no reason to think now now the thing that goes with that is it's white knuckle rides all the way. Right. Because of the way they play, uh, you know, it's not going to be like if they are able to, to go on a big run, it's unlikely that those are going to be comfortable wins. So, uh, buckle up, but, uh, you know, I've had a lot of fun in that mode for the last four seasons and uh, expect more of the same down the stretch here
1: yeah for sure let's take a look at some of these games here across the big 12 this weekend uh only four teams are on buys this week so only three games uh obviously there's the big one red river uh oklahoma and texas down in dallas an 11 a.m kick uh per usual man it i don't know what to think of this game uh oklahoma has been so up and down you know texas had the pretty sizable setback against Arkansas, but they've, you know, we've seen flashes of how good they can be. Obviously Bijan Robinson has really stood out for them. Casey Thompson has been pretty good for them since he took over as the starter. But I just, I feel like this is the kind of game that Oklahoma is going to really find themselves. Like they kind of just needed this game to like wake them up in a sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see what happens in that regard because some of those years were, you know, there have been some Texas' back moments in, in these Red River shootouts in, in recent years or, you know, maybe sometimes for the second time in the season, and it doesn't necessarily translate or correlate. I think uh, Sarkeesian has done a really good job there. I think, they, you know, they always had players, but I think, uh, you know, they're solid, and Oklahoma just also appears solid. Um, you know, the, the defense doesn't really wow you, and, and as we've seen, the Sooners have struggled at times offensively against, you know, admittedly some, some pretty good teams defensively uh, in K state and West Virginia, but not nothing that overwhelms you um, about their game or their talent or the results. So an interesting matchup. If Oklahoma can come out on, on top, all, all of those quote unquote struggles won't matter because if they just keep winning you know, we know where they'll end up. Uh, I just find it hard to believe that they will. I think we've seen enough of them that somebody's going to knock them off, and you know, you hope it's Iowa State, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, this sometimes this game this game has increasingly felt less like a bellwether game for the league in recent years than it used to. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. It's like for a long time, it was whoever won that one was going to win the South, you know, back in the divisions and things like that. But now, yeah, I don't think that that has been the case the last handful of years. Uh, I think the thing that's just been so shocking to me with Oklahoma is that it hasn't been the defense that struggled. It's been the offense, you know, when they've been in some close games and, you know, seeing Spencer Rattler have some of the up and down moments that he has, uh, you know, you just don't expect to see any of that kind of stuff from a Lincoln Riley team.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, always, you know, both efficient and explosive, uh, you know, explosive when needed kind of on the offensive side, you know, they'll grind you out and they'll, 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 you know, uh, fill up the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of their MO and, and yeah, we're seeing them just miss. And I don't know, it, it, offensive line play. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what it is with them, but you're right. The defense has been good enough. I, I still think for them to, truly be you know who knows if they win all their games they're they're going to be a playoff team obviously right. but for them to really be a team of that caliber to have a chance to win a national championship their defense has to be better than pretty good and right now i just say it's pretty good very solid um it it, 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 it is a very strange season you know we're in, coming off of the, the the strange covid year and obviously we're still in covid but a lot of weird stuff in sports, right? Like you just didn't anticipate Spencer Rattler, you know, uh, struggling at all. Uh, A lot of that was hype, but a lot of it was track record too. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but um, definitely, uh, definitely not the sooner team I expected uh, through the first, uh, you know, five, six weeks of the season.
1: West Virginia going on the road to Baylor. You mentioned West Virginia uh, before when talking about Texas tech, but man, you know, I think, there was a thought coming out of their game that they played down in Norman that it was like, man, this team might be right on the edge of, of potentially being up there in the in the conversation. And then you you lose to a Texas Tech team that is uh, up and down, I think would be the best way to put it with Texas Tech. But, uh, you know, Baylor picks up their first loss last week against Oklahoma State in a hard-fought game. Uh, I, I think both of these teams are like right on the verge of pushing their way into that next – tier, but I just, I don't know that they can do it with enough consistency to be able to, you know, get to that level, I guess, yet this season, like next season, I will be worried probably more about West Virginia and Baylor than I am right now, because I think Neil Brown and Dave Veranda are both really sharp and uh, are doing, you know, fantastic jobs at both of those places.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're just good enough to be dangerous and, you know, Iowa State, saw Baylor, right. Texas Tech has finally entered that fold, you know, to, to be, a bit of a concern, you know, when you see a defense, you know, their defense, you, you, we saw what they gave against Texas 70 and, and it has not stood out and they, they held their own and, and, and and against West Virginia and uh, they were able to make a, get a big win and West Virginia's in that mold too. You know, they're just good enough to be dangerous and, and, and they could shock you any week, but you're right. All those programs are being built the right way and with the right people. And next season, boy, the big fall is going to be really loaded. I think when those teams are even more experienced, but they are, West Virginia will scare me when the Cyclones play them. But uh, even, even if they haven't won another game yet, because they're a scrappy bunch, they're uh, you know, they're a culture driven team and, 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 and I think they're going to get it done eventually.
1: Uh, TCU going on the road to Texas Tech. I don't think there's any team that it's harder to figure out what the hell is going on with them than TCU. (laughs) I mean, they are just a... a an enigma, I guess would be maybe the best way to put it. Like, I have no idea what to think of them. They're not as good defensively as you would think they should be. They're not as good offensively as what you think they should be, but yet they still are like generally in the game more often than not. Like that game against Texas, they weren't really going to win, but they weren't out of the game. So it's just like, they're just a weird team, man.
2: Yeah, they are. What's the line of that game? Do you know offhand? Uh, I, I don't, but I can, I can find it here. Okay, I, I just I, – I'm curious after Tech got the big win. It is TCU well, by two. Yeah, I was going to say TCU is probably still favored, but some let – three or less. Um, I think Texas Tech wins this game. I don't know. I think after that win – and, boy, they need it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, they've been down for a few years now. But, boy, so does Gary Patterson at TCU. I mean, defense – was the identity of that team. And sure they had dynamic offenses at times when they were really good too, and really good receivers like Dachson and others. Um, but it, yeah, that's going to be a, 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 I don't know, that kind of a desperate battle for both of those teams. Right. I, 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 I think I understand why TCU is favored because they've still, they still look the part more consistently, even though the, the wins aren't necessarily coming. And Texas Tech has been, you know, characterized by inconsistency. You know, can they follow up a really good effort, really huge win for them with another, uh, you know, strong showing, you know, consistently good in all three phases. Uh, that'll be a, I mean, perhaps the most interesting one to watch, which may sound strange with Texas and Oklahoma on, on the on the docket. But uh, well, to see all those teams handle that different kind of pressure will be very interesting.
1: Man, if Texas Tech wins, they'll be five and one overall, two and yeah. one in the league, and then they go to Kansas next week, to, yeah. where they could move to six and one. Yeah, is Matt Wells saving his job? That <laughs> if that happens,
2: he absolutely should be. Uh, I would think that he would be. Now, I mean, then if they turned around and lost their third game, right? They,
1: they've got a tough stretch to end the season, where you you get after you play Kansas, you get Kansas State at home at Oklahoma. Uh, home against Iowa State, home against Oklahoma State, and then on the road at Baylor. So it's like they could get to six and one, then I could I could easily see them losing their last five.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the caveat is, of course, you know, there's always talent in this league, and, and it's no different with Texas Tech, and you get enough confidence rolling after you get to six and one. Uh, you know, maybe you don't win all those games, but maybe you win half of them, or maybe mm-hmm. you, you, you only win two, but wow, we've got an eight-win season. We're back on the map. I think that's certainly saves his job. And I think he, he's a good coach. I mean, but you know, you get a certain amount of time and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I guess for his sake, um, and all reporters, uh, that, that don't enjoy doing coach uh, covering coaching searches, uh, you hope they, uh, they, they, uh, they, they, they get that job saved.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thanks, buddy, for taking some time. Um, we're gonna toss things off to Chris Williams. He's gonna have Tim Mullen and and Brent Bloom. They'll make their pick for the week. And then to close out the show, we've got Steph Copley and Elisa Woods from the Title Nine Podcast. They did a. A deep dive on iowa state women's basketball after media day yesterday that's all coming up on the cyclone fanatic radio show powered by the nebraska furniture martin clive on the morning sports station 1460 k snow and 106.3 fm hi cyclone fans
3: this is dr brian warme orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at mcfarland clinic i really
0: enjoy working with athletes of all ages including the football team here in town my colleague dr greenwald and i provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages including sports injury evaluation treatment orthoscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B. & Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation, whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B. Clothing on 86th
2: Street and Clive.
4: It's crazy with my twins and a husband who works 80 hours a day, I mean a week, and I decided to start my own business on top of it, which is insanely crazy. But thanks to the Iowa Clinic, it was easy to see my doctor. And when I get there, she listens to me. So I feel like I have a partner. And before I know it, I can get back to my crazy busy, insanely busy life where I have a busy business, busy husband, busy twins. Oh no, where's the other one? Oh, I'm holding her. Anyway, with same day appointments and online scheduling, the Iowa Clinic is care how you want it. Visit iowaclinic.com.
5: Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive, and always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
0: Hey Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these... Pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world and... And don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers.
1: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones.
0: All right, guys. Welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3. FM. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Brent Bloom and Timmy Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive as we look ahead to the upcoming weekend in college football. Now, no Iowa State game, but we don't take weeks off here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio program. We are, uh, we're getting after it as a a big week, really a massive week here in the state of Iowa. Of course, Iowa Penn State coming up. That's going to have a lot of eyeballs here in the great state of Iowa and a lot going on throughout the country. First of all, Bloom, welcome to the program. Doing all right. All right.
5: You know, do you know who else doesn't take a week off? It's Nebraska Furniture
0: Mart. No, actually you all are um, coming. uh, I was talking with Brian from flooring just yesterday, Tim. And, uh, y'all are installing our new carpet and, um, I have to give Tim Mullen credit. He gave us the idea to put some, um, some hot, what are you calling it? You helped us pick it out. Some like
3: tile around my, yeah, bar. You're, doing, yeah you're doing some luxury vinyl planking around the bar. So yeah. like when Bloom said last week, when you dump beer everywhere, you can just wipe it up instead of clean your carpet.
0: Yes. Exactly, but but yeah, that was actually yeah. Tim's idea. We were just going to do carpet, and Tim's like, "Hey, uh, it was. You ever uh, think about doing this?" And uh, so yeah, we're we're going to do that. We're looking forward to it. They, uh, Brian's the man there, by the way. If y'all need flooring, Brian's the go-to guy.
3: Yeah, he's a lot of great people, but Brian definitely knows his stuff. He's been in the flooring game quite a while. Uh, you know, we'll lead off right now with some flooring stuff too, because we can't get enough of it here at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Uh, We have current flooring ad running uh, until October 19th, where we got a lot of stuff going on for you. Uh, Free all-inclusive installation, six frees on tough text carpet. What an amazing brand, really nice carpet. You'll love it in your home. I have some in my basement. Uh, That includes the standard installation, take up, haul away, furniture move, things of that nature. But more deals to go, hardwood flooring, 11% off our everyday price, 11% off our tile flooring, and then our window treatments, I'm telling you, if you're looking for window treatments in your home, we're a Hunter Douglas Design Center. Uh, I have the crew, uh, Cassie and Cindy and Cindy. These three ladies know window treatments inside and out. Cindy Forsythe is she's known as the blind girl in Des Moines. And just come see her. She'll get you taken care of. But we're doing free measure and basic installation on our window treatments right now, too. So wow. what a great time to get it taken care of. That's great. That's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. get it uh, get it done before the holiday. You want to impress Absolutely. you know, show off your uh show off your family.
3: Yeah, hopefully more families are getting together this holiday so you have an opportunity to brag about what you got done and they didn't. Can you buy can you buy What a motivating factor. Can yeah. you buy <laughs> Can you buy window,
5: window treatments as a gift. Is that a good gift? I mean, it could be a that gift, sounds,
3: right? That's a great gift. That mom. sounds
5: uh, like an awful gift.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. That's not true at all. I
0: don't want that as a, I mean, I, that's something like you, you, you gotta do like, I hope nobody gives me that as a
5: gift. No, but so my wife around this thing is like, you know, gifts are for the kids. However, if oh. we want to do something for each other, you know, a, a nice thing to do for the house could be a
3: gift to each of us. I'm telling you right now, if I went and put all-new Hunter Douglas Blinds in my house, I would be living on Easy Street with the wife for months. <laughs> there you go. She would, yeah.
5: See, Chris yeah. got
3: Chris can learn a few things here, Tim. We know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah.
5: I mean, I know this, I, well, is, a, this,
0: this th- is a family show, but I could think of a few things <laughs> you and your wife could do for each other that would be a lot more <laughs> pleasurable than that. Jeez.
3: Well, to be fair, when Chris <laughs> was in last week with Ashley, mm. he pretty much said, Ask her; if she gets whatever yeah, she wants. So I, he's
0: not that big an idiot. I was overlooking at the TVs. So yeah. let's let's be yeah. honest.
3: I know what I'm doing here. All That's right. right.
0: All right. Uh, let's let's get into college football. What? All right, guys. We, I, I got it
3: here for you. I know I missed last week. Thanks for uh, filling in admirably and, and giving me the week off. I've had some things with the family, but picks were still in play. Uh, you know, you two went identical on every pick. I went opposite a couple, and ironically, we all three wound up three and two. So, Kissing Cousins last week, no movement. Bloom still in first with 16 wins. I'm sitting at second with 15, C-Dub at 14. You know, in the absence of the Iowa State game this week, though, Chris, we do have, again, another week of some really juicy games. Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, Let's get into it. We're going to start off with uh, – this is a really interesting play, but number nine Michigan with uh, Horrible Harbaugh going on the road – to play Nebraska. Now this is a six thirty game, uh, so I'm telling you, if there's any momentum in Nebraska's season, they have to seize it now. But Michigan favored by three and a half at Nebraska six thirty Saturday night. Uh, what do you got here, C Dub? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Nebraska.
0: I think that the <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke with me and Bloom right now, but yeah. um, well, it, it, uh, we'll tell you about it some other time, Tim. That sounds good. Anyways, here's my theory. I just think Wisconsin's not very good. I, I think right. we've, we've gotten to that point. Um, Michigan was impressive last week, but, man, like, I, I mean, I think Nebraska's a lot better than Wisconsin. Do I think Michigan's good? Yeah. Do I think they're great? Not really. I mean, I, I think they're a nice team, but I don't I – don't, I'll take the points. I, I think Nebraska's a – even if Nebraska doesn't win, like I, I'd, I'd like the field goal. So give me the Huskers. Yeah,
3: yeah I'm going to go with you here as well. I think uh, just to more your point, I think Michigan might be uh, playing above their talent uh, right now. I don't want to discredit the fact they're undefeated, but Nebraska's putting some offensive power together and their defense is still pretty good, plus the energy of a night game in Lincoln. Uh, I'll give that credit there to them. So that'll be
0: as good of an atmosphere as they've had in that stadium in a really long time.
3: Agreed with enthusiasm as well. Not painfully being there. So yeah.
0: yeah.
5: Bloom, what do you got here, buddy? I think the last time Nebraska game won a game of importance was back in like 99. So I'm going to let history do the, do my work here (laughs) and say, (laughs) no. Yeah. Back to your point. Do you know what, do you know what a spouse is really like is when you pick winners And so I'm picking a winner here
3: (laughs) all over Michigan, buddy boys. All right. Uh, Next game, gentlemen, we got a couple real big SEC top 20 tilts uh, before we move closer to the teams we are of interest in. But we have number two, Georgia, a 15 point favorite going on the road to a recently destroyed, uh, or actually Auburn. They didn't get destroyed, but they lost. Number 18, Auburn, 230 kickoff at Auburn. Uh, I'll go quick here. Georgia's about to be my pick Georgia until proven different. Um, I know their offense isn't overwhelming, but that defense is crazy. And that offensive line opened holes that you could drive a truck through. So I think Georgia keeps rolling here and I'll take the 15 with Georgia. Yeah,
5: I think you have your theory is good here, Tim. And pick Georgia until proven otherwise. However, I think Auburn's seen a lot of speed already. So they're not going to be, you know, intimidated. I think Georgia's way better, but at home, Um, I'll take Auburn to keep it within 14. Okay.
0: I just, I'm, I'll, I'm going to ride with Tim. I don't think Auburn's very good.
5: I I, I think their defense is good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't like their coach. I I think that was a bad hire. I think it was bad of him to take that job. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting for them to get into the, you know, the thick of this sec season and fold. So give me Georgia. For Noah, okay. no great reason other than I don't like Carson. I don't think he's – I think that's a terrible fit.
3: All right, splits again. As it is so far, c Dub and I riding together, bloom on his own. Uh, the next game is the game where two SEC teams just got destroyed and taken to the woodshed in Arkansas. Uh, number 13 uh, going on the road to Old Miss. Uh, you know, Arkansas being Georgia's play toy last week and Old Miss going to Alabama and seeing what's real. Ole Miss a six point favorite here for an eleven a.m. kickoff. CW, what do you got?
0: Um, man, yeah, give me Old Miss to bounce back. I he's a good coach. One of them has to. Yeah, yeah one of them has to. He, he, it's a it's at Old Miss, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me. I like this team. I I played their win total o- over on the season. They they should be humbled after last week coming back home that place will be on fire i i, I will i'll take i'll take old miss here
5: okay bloom yeah i'll do the same um just the home field thing more than anything i think these two are probably fairly similar i think old Miss's offense is more reliable at this point point. and uh yeah I like, I like them like 27 20 so just barely but
3: barely yeah i'm I'm with your logic bloom i just think between the four right now that are reeling I think Old Miss still has a better chance on offense. So I think at home we'll give him that play. Uh, so uh, I I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a bit of a stink about where ESPN game day is going. I don't know if you've heard I've this enough. all.
0: I've, I've heard about this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about this? I'm yeah. familiar. Yeah, I, I was one of the guys throwing the stink, believe it or not, in favor of the
3: Hawkeyes. That Do honestly- you uh- – I, I can't remember his name, but the former executive vice president of ESPN came out on social media today or yesterday or the yeah. day before blasting it.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Well, cause it's so asinine. Like here uh, we, we had a caller cause I, I asked this question on our show on Monday and, and really, I don't care. And I don't, I don't even think most Iowa fans really care. Like it's not a huge deal, but my whole point is, goes so deep bloom with the big 12 sec ESPN conspiracy theory. So I'm pissed about this. And my, my question was his ESP when is the last time they've not gone to a battle of two top fives and they've never not gone according to this guy who did all the research. So that, that that's my whole Uh, point. It's like, it's less of an Iowa Penn state thing for me. I mean, yeah, I live in the state of Iowa, but it's more like guys, you're just telegraphing what we all think. Correct. You know, with your with your bias here, like, it, come on, at least try and like pretend a little bit. That was my whole
3: point. We're not stupid. Like, yeah, they know. did nothing to they did nothing to help themselves yeah. from a public relations standpoint to say they're not in this for money and not in the pocket of the SEC Big Twelve. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, like whatever. Like it again. Like I, I Timmy, you like the Hawkeyes. Like it doesn't matter. Like there's nothing uh. about this that matters to an Iowa fan right now. But it's still it's just annoying.
3: Yeah. Well, this game here, gentlemen, is uh, number 21, Texas neutral site game. Remember here, I think uh, that's not really applicable given how close it is to both places, but we got Oklahoma number six favored by three and a half versus 21, Texas. I'll, I'll play this first year guys. And I actually, I like Texas here. Um, I actually like Texas to win, uh, you know, by about 10. Uh, wow, I, I really do. I think, I'm not that impressed by Oklahoma. I'll be honest. They're skating by. Uh, given this atmosphere, I think they may be above themselves when they get to this game and be, you know, a little ahead of it. And I think Texas has been marking this on the calendar since the beginning of the season. So give me Texas by about 10 here. Give me a, about a 31 to 20 final score in favor of Texas.
0: I won't go that far as being that bullish on the Longhorns, but I will take the points. This game generally is is very close. Um, even last year, uh, it, it always is close. And I just – listen, like, I mean, we saw when Texas went to Arkansas, they were manhandled up front, like, on the lines. And, like, I just don't know if they're going to – That it, here's the deal. We all kind of got down on them go, here we go again, which was stupid. Arkansas is really good. Arkansas is better yeah. than Oklahoma right now at this point, I, I think, in the season. I think they've done more. Does um, part of me terrified – that Oklahoma's just going to all of a sudden rise to the occasion and be the team that we thought they would be. Absolutely. That time is coming. I don't know when, but that time is coming. But I'll I will take I'll air and take the points. I, I think the quarterback switch that Sark made was a good one. Um, and frankly, I just Spencer Rattler has been turning the ball over a lot. They got their run game going a little bit last week at Kansas State. But only to the tune of like 130 yards or something like that. It's not like they were going crazy. Right. They don't have great running backs, so yeah, I'm gonna I'll take the points. I, I I I could see this being another overtime game, or they have like three, four overtimes last year. I I, I think it'll be yeah. really close. So give me give me points. I would probably take the points no matter what in this game, even if for some reason Texas was favored. We knew they weren't going to be, but I, I think that's the right play. Bloom.
5: Okay. Bloom, what do you got, I, buddy? I think you're overthinking this. I think one team is a more known commodity and it's, it's going to take a game like this to focus them. I mean, I think t- Oklahoma's problem hasn't been a talent problem at all. We know what these guys can do. It's they haven't been motivated to play. And so you give them a game of this caliber with the Texas team who has been manhandled on the interior. We know what Oklahoma has, especially on the D line. Uh, Tim, I like the other way. I think Oklahoma actually wins by 10 here. And I, f- okay. I, f- I feel, I feel comfortable in that.
3: I just I I understand your theory. I just don't. I mean, Rattler is who I don't have faith in, and he's to yeah, have the ball in his hands. So. I, he I hasn't been good.
0: I just yep. even last year, like he started poor as a freshman, and you that that's to be expected. But like, I don't think he's on Murray and Mayfield's level yet. Right. I think he will be, but I, I think that they need to give him another year before you can put him on that caliber. Yep. Yeah,
5: but it's not. I mean, Texas's secondary isn't very isn't great. They're okay. So, I just think
3: this is a game he gets right and Oklahoma gets right. Neither was two lanes. (laughs) (laughs) On to the last game, gentlemen. Last game has its big noon on Fox as opposed to ESPN game day. But we have number four, Penn State, uh, traveling to Kinnick Stadium, number three, Iowa, favored by two uh, at home for a 3 p.m. kickoff. Uh, What do you got here, Bloom?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be super competitive, low scoring, physical, all all of the things. Um, I just have no idea if Iowa can keep it up on the turnover thing. Like this is this is getting to the point where it's not even off the grid as far as the amount of turnovers they force, and then not only forcing turnovers but scoring off those, it's insane. Like it can't continue. So I'm playing the percentages actually that Iowa cannot keep it up on the turnover front. I think te- uh, Penn State's defense is good, so I think this is close, but I'll take I'll take a close to the what, – what was it, 2016? I think it's going to be a lot like that game, a, a late drive by somebody to win it, and I think Penn State's the team that wins it. Okay?
0: I'll go the other way. I just – you're right, and there's been one game this year where the other team hasn't turned it over, and Iowa trailed Colorado State at halftime, right? So they are – this isn't like a Georgia Alabama type just domination that you're seeing but still like when I look at Penn State I you guys know my thoughts on Wisconsin I don't think they're very good this year I just don't I don't, they don't have a running back their quarterback sucks I've always thought Paul Chris was overrated their defense isn't I mean it's it's really good but it's not like Iowa was like killing people and taking the ball away um, I don't think Auburn's that good, and that was Penn State's other test. So, like, sure. if I'm going by my own logic, I'm picking Iowa at home. Um, but it, it does get scary to me. I, I agree with you, Brent. Like, and that's why, like, you you go by the S and P and analytics and stuff like that. They really are right. wishy washy when it comes to turnovers because you're you're not supposed to be able to count on them.
5: <laughs> All Every game, every yeah. single game Yeah,
0: but they, they're doing it So uh, I'll, yes. I'll take Iowa at home uh, I think Iowa has a better chance Of slipping up somewhere along the way Like one of those road games At Wisconsin when you're not expecting it Or something like that Than they do at home against Penn State In front of that crowd
3: Tim? Yeah, I think, uh, you know Just looking up the numbers here, gentlemen uh, Scoring defense is Georgia, then Iowa, then Penn State In the nation right now, Uh, as Lee Corso would say, take the unders here. (laughs) I do think that happens for sure. Yeah. Uh, But you know, I think after last week I was a bit skeptic about Iowa traveling to Maryland and I think they just, you know, that the Colorado state game still does creep in there, but I think they keep proving to people that they do have the defense to make things going. So does Penn state close game either way. I just like the home field. I do believe it is who makes mistakes less. And Bloom to your theory that they can't keep it up. This is my analogy to that, my friend. Very first time I played roulette, black had hit 18 times, <laughs> so I played red. I lost five in a row yeah. because it kept hitting black. Yeah. So I get the logic, but to me, it could still continue to be that way. And you know, Ferrance's team is disciplined and they don't make mistakes. So uh, I'll I'll ride with Iowa here at home. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun game either way, I think. Uh, I, here, the, I think a
0: test, too, though, will be, um, can Iowa, if, if they're not getting the, if, it, let's say Penn State turns it over once, as opposed to like three times, will, will that Iowa offense be able to move the ball? Because they really didn't no. against Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the one drive at the end of the half, right? And Petrus hit the dime pass, and it was perfect. So you give them, I'm giving them all sorts of credit. But they really didn't move the ball. Um, can they do that against Penn state consistently like march up and down the, I, I don't know. I think there's going to no, be a no. lot of, there'll be a lot of punts <laughs> take the over yeah. on punts.
3: If you can take yeah. the over on punts, take that in this game. There you go. There right. you go guys. No, it's a fun week. I'm looking forward to it again. Come on out and see us at uh, Nebraska furniture, Mart uh, NFM on 156 Hickman and Clive. A lot of great flooring deals. C-dub thanks for taking advantage of those. I can't wait yeah. to come see the, uh, well, the house when it's all done and taken care of.
0: Yeah, and you had a great. Um, uh, I don't know if you know your guy Brian. I'm going to give a shout out to him who came and measured. Yeah, he's yeah. a big Cyclone fan. Listens to the broadcasts and stuff all the time. And had a nice chat with him when he
3: came to measure. So really good. Uh, he's actually even more your guy than you think. He's also a Vikings fan. Oh
0: man, we suffer yeah. together. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks,
3: Dub. I appreciate it, guys. Bloom, take care, buddy.
0: Yeah, All right, pal. And, uh, Be good. Tim, last but certainly not least, go Atlanta Braves in the playoffs. Start this weekend. That's right. For the East. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, he's Timmy Mullen. He's Brent Bloom. My name's Chris Williams. We'll go back to Stansbury after this here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
1: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
0: number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing
3: Lender. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff.
1: Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their
0: office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B & Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual patent and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B. Clothing on 86th Street in Clive.
5: Hey, Cyclone fans. Ever wondered how we could use our Cyclone spirit for the greater good? If we each give a little, together, we can multiply the power of our gifts to help Iowa State University students when unexpected needs arise. Your gift can make the difference in helping a student finish out the semester or keep an internship experience within reach. To make a gift, And to move what matters for Iowa State students, go to isufoundation.com.
0: Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclo and Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Cyclo and Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmi, and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com Go Cyclones!
4: Welcome back to Cyclone Fanatic Radio everybody I am Steph Copley and I'm joined by Elisa Woods and we are here to close out the show which is of course presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Hi Elisa, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm good, I'm excited to talk some Cyclones women's basketball they had their media day yesterday yeah. and it's hard to imagine that basketball is less than a month away. I know it really does. Like even I, think part I of it, out, Even this morning, I walked outside and it was
6: like still a little warm. I don't know if I'm ready for this like fall, like maybe winter sports to start.
4: No, especially when it's humid and it feels jungly outside like it did yes. this morning. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not in the basketball mode. And I remember we talked about this last year. I think part of it is the joy of having a successful football team. We're not chomping at the bit to, to, you know, be distracted with something else. So that's probably yeah. part of it. Yeah. We're not saying like, Oh, when does basketball start? Exactly. So that's a good problem to have, but the good news is the women's basketball team is going to be, I think pretty successful again this year. Heck yeah. the, the AP poll hasn't been released yet, but I expect them to be in the top 15. Um, I saw another poll, had them at number 12, So it's going to be, you know, another highly anticipated season. And I was looking at their schedule and I think uh, the university of Iowa and Baylor will probably be in the top 15 as well. So it's going to be a tough, the big 12 is always tough. And then you have some tough non-conference games as well. So yeah, it'll be, it's going to be exciting and it's going to be exciting right out of the gate. Did you have a chance to check in on any of the coverage that Connor provided for media days? I did. I got a little, um, hung
6: up on ISU women's basketball's Twitter. I just got kind of stuck there because it's so good. Whoever's running that is doing a really good job.
4: It's a lot of fun. They They have a lot of, um, couch conversations. I think they, yeah. and then they had the Jones's
6: sisters doing playing horse And it's like, so interesting to see their two different like attitudes and the energy that they bring is just completely different
4: because Ashley, who of course is, um, the Cheryl Miller award winner from last year as a small forward. And she's unanimous all big 12 team this year, preseason. Um, she's tends to be on the quieter side. Um, she speaks to the media and it looks to me like Aubrey might be a little bit more of a firecracker yes and so you put them together and she Aubrey brings out this like I don't know edgier side of Ashley like this competitive fierceness in her
6: but like also knowing their dad not personally but knowing about their dad I'm not surprised no that she yeah he's a energy. he's fiery let's put it yes, that way yeah, he is, yeah so I think you're it's right
4: I think it's neat to see that personal side of them and, and you're right the Twitter account is really fun for that they last year they did this too but they also have some neat photos of the women in, you know, not their uniforms, just their street clothes and Iowa state. So yeah. and it's just cool to get to know them because I think that's one of the reasons the women's basketball team is so unique is we get to create this relationship with them. Cause a lot of them are staying for the entirety of their collegiate careers, all four or five, or I guess with COVID potentially six years. (laughs) And I mean, we get to, we get to know them and I, it's cool to see a different side of them.
6: Yeah. I also think that there's not as much pressure on them as there is the men's team and the men's team, like, you know, they don't want to give out any bulletin board material. They just want to keep their head down and play kind of, especially like when Prome was there, you know, he was really high on, um, really building the characters of these players and stuff like that. And it seemed like he had this idea of what his players should be like. And I, th- I almost think that they were like, well, let's just keep our mouths shut. So we like stay in compliance with that or we might get benched. So I'm curious to see what TJ brings to the um, to the table this year, as far as personalities go. But I think that it's just, there's just higher expectations with them as players and as a team and the women's team, like, I don't think they're as high as expect high expectations, but they blow the expectations out of the water, even and I feel with like, their personalities. And they've
4: proven themselves. And I think right now for the fan base, the men's team has a lot to prove. Right with Coach Fenley, his history, and this particular team specifically, they've they've proven themselves. They did it last year, so I think for sure. I it's probably a double edged sword. I mean, there's the pressure of returning um, several starters and um, you know, performing up to expectations. There's that, but at the flip, the flip side of it, I think we all know that they can handle it where we, yeah. we assume they can handle it. So I think you're right about that. Yeah. So one of the things, um, you know, we talked a lot about women's basketball last year. It was a really successful and fun season, but I think their major Achilles heel was the post. Uh, Kristen Scott was the closest thing we had to your traditional post player. And she was hurt for a majority of the season. And then when she came back, she, I mean, she had flashes of, of herself, but I just don't think she ever was back to her normal full health strength and, and self. Yeah. And it sounds like that could potentially be an Achilles heel <laughs> again this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Coach Friendly in media days basically said they're going to play post by committee. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. There's Megan Kane, who was a fan favorite from la- or Morgan Cam, sorry, who was a fan favorite from last year. And Izzy, our Canadian friend who joined midseason. season <laughs> So, and then we have a couple of newcomers. And yeah. so I think it's going to be a little bit of what's this really going to look like. And I think that's definitely the biggest, if not the only question mark for what, what's going, what this team is going to be able to, to do offensively and defensively, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And you're, I, I did,
6: as you said earlier, I read Connor's um, notes on the media days. And that was one of the things that he really got into was that post position. And I was really excited about Izzy um, last year. And she kind of got a free year because of COVID. Like yeah. she was able to come here and play for kind of a free year. So I'm, I'm curious what happens there, but yeah, you're right. Like, um, coach Fenley just kind of said, whether injuries, whether, you know, Izzy played on team Canada, like they're just all a little bit behind. Yeah. And that was the word
4: he used was behind. yeah. And I thought that was really, um, illustrative because I don't, not that coach Fenley ever hides anything. He puts everything out there and, you know, he's not, he generally doesn't play a lot of mind games, but for him to say that, I I mean, I believe him. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Well, and I think like right now it's going to be post by committee, but I think that once conference play starts, I wonder if one or two are going to kind of stand, um, stand, stand ahead of the others.
4: Yeah. And I, I think we, it'll be interesting to see which of them makes early strides and kind of falls into that position. So you're, you're right. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks of non-conference play to shake, to see how that all shakes out. Yeah. We mentioned Ashley and Aubrey Jones. They're of course going to be big contributors. Um, Aubrey, I think is going well, I know she's going to be a different player than Ashley. She's a better perimeter shooter. Um, so it'll be, you know, last year she, played a decent amount. I assume this year she'll be an even more integral part of the team. And then of course we have Emily Ryan and Lexi Donarski coming back. And that is a solid core of returners. Yeah. I mean, it's reflected in, um,
6: some of the polls saying that, you know, top 15, but yeah. yeah, it is a good core of starters. And I'm curious to see how far they've come during this off season.
4: Yeah, me too. And I think, um, the way the season ended last year with that heartbreaking loss in the NCAA tournament, I, you know, he, that's not ever how you want the season to end. So I imagine that will propel has propelled them to continue to improve in the off season. I agree. So do you want to talk about the schedule a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So they open on November 4th, which is less than a month away. And that's absolutely nutty um, in an exhibition game against Wisconsin river falls, you know, that powerhouse up in Wisconsin. <laughs> but then they opened the season against Omaha a couple of days later on November 9th. Um, there was a press release yesterday. ESPN has picked up a few of Iowa state's games. They picked up four actually. And that's only one game behind Baylor who has five. That's the most in the conference, but. And um, two of those games are against Baylor. I was just going to say that. That's right. <laughs> so the interesting part about this is the Cyhawk Hawk game, which is December 8th. That's at six o'clock um, in Ames. That's going to be televised on ESPNU. And that's going to be a marquee matchup with Caitlin Clark and Ashley Jones. And just like I said, it's, pro- they're probably both going to be in the top 15 or at least top 25 at that point. So that's oh, yeah. going to be a, Um, a game that's watched nationally, not just regionally or in the state. And I'm, I'm so excited to watch those matchups again this year. Definitely. Um, And then another game ESPN picked up was Iowa state's big 12 opener against West Virginia. And that's on January 2nd. So, I mean, uh, last year, it, we talked a lot about this on our podcast, the title nine podcast, but ESPNU and ESPN plus made it really easy to access a lot of these games. And I hope that, and not just, not just Iowa state big 12 games and really women's best and NCAA women's basketball games across conferences. And I hope that continues this year.
6: Yeah, definitely. So I don't know too much about TV. Like, is there a chance that they pick up more of their
4: games as they like play well? I imagine so. And I, I think last year, one of the things we noticed was a lot of those games became accessible on ESPN plus as the season went along. And so I imagine that's how it'll shake out again. At least I hope so. Cause that, yeah. we, we talked about how much fun it was just to be able to turn on the, turn on the TV and watch essentially women's basketball every night for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then one other, I have two other notes about the schedule, which make me smirk a little bit. So the final game on the home schedule for Iowa state is a matchup against Baylor. And in the past that has been in the past couple of years, those matchups against Baylor late in the regular season have been very fiery. Of course, this year, the Baylor bears are without their fearless Fearless
6: leader Kim Mulkey. <laughs> I know. How do you feel, Steph? Tell well, let me feel. tell you. Lay down on we, your couch. Well, here's the feel. thing, though.
4: Iowa State's going to face Kim Mulkey in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge on December 2nd. We play at LSU, so I we mean, can't we just have to. We just have to. <laughs> we can't escape that woman. Let me tell you. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's. uh, those are some of the notes I had on the schedule. I'm excited. At least I'm really
5: excited.
4: Me too. You know, when we, um, we try really hard to, um, both on the podcast and on social media to encourage people to check out women's sports. And we, we said this all the time last year, and I'm going to say it as much as possible again, now is the time to check out women's basketball. It is exciting. It's high level basketball. It's Like we said, it's easily accessible and Iowa state is good. They have a lot of talented players. And so just if you haven't already, now is the time.
6: Hey, I agree with that. You're, you're preaching to the, (laughs) preaching to the choir here.
4: I know, but you know, somebody out there hasn't watched and they should, if I can get one more fan every time I say that it's worth it to me.
6: Sorry, there was some weird sounds happening as I was trying to read about what's Virginia women's basketball. Are you back? I'm back. We're back.
4: <laughs> did wow. you happen to, did you happen to watch any of the um, WNBA playoffs the last couple of well last I, night, I guess? I didn't
6: catch last night. I caught uh, maybe two nights ago. I was, I don't even know who I was watching. Well, it's hard right now. Try and catch
4: it. Same here. And it's hard right now because you've got the major league baseball playoffs and the wild card excitement. And so it's, there's, and um, tonight, you know, you have Thursday night football, so there's a lot going on, but same thing if i encourage everybody who hasn't been checking out the WNBA to check it out now it's never more exciting than playoff time so yeah for sure tanisha parker went off last night so of course she did yeah, of, of course, course she she's did
6: just like she's such a fun player like if if there are no other players that you watch i think there's some i was watching some commercial About her, and it was like you know, pick number one overall, won all these championships, all this stuff, and it's like all these different athletes talking, uh, like mentioning her accolades, and you think it's going to be like, like LeBron Durant, yeah, LeBron (laughs) or Kevin Durant or something, and then it's like Candace Parker, like so cool.
4: And, you know, we mentioned this, I think it was the last episode of, of title nine, how a lot of these players, it feels like they have just been around forever and she's one yeah. of those. And it's hard to imagine a league without her or, and, you know, a lot of people were saying she's washed up. She couldn't come back. And then last night she goes off and now the, the sky are in the finals. So it's funny how that all right. works. And, you know, we are approaching a point when these players, these household names that we grew up with are going to retire and not be in the league. But I think that's as sad as that is for, for us, it's also really exciting to see what the next generation of, of Candace Parker's looks like for sure. And yeah.
6: sometimes I think like, is Candace Parker, like, like, is she on like the news or is she, you know what I mean? Like what, what is her role? Oh yeah. She's still playing, you know, like, it's no big deal. Like what is? Oh yes. She's still playing. Like, I cannot believe it that she, meanwhile, I can hardly get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> she's still playing oh, in that. Oh my w. gosh. Game. She's, she's got that TB 12 or whatever Tom Brady is selling. She's probably taking it. Yeah,
4: I feel like a lot of those, they're phenoms and I'm, I'm glad we get to support them. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to mention about Iowa state women's basketball while we're here? Mm -hmm. I mean, watch it, I guess (laughs) (laughs) do and listen to us. We'll keep you updated. And Connor Ferguson is um, he's, he's got the women's basketball beat. So check him out. He does a great job. Um, we we call them Scoots. So if you yeah. ever hear us talking about Scoots, it's Connor Ferguson. Yeah,
6: and you mentioned the podcast earlier, but check out the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We record every other week. It's called the Title Nine Podcast, and we just talk about everything under the sun.
4: Yeah, it's Iowa State sports, men's and women's professional sports, whatever Elisa's baking. We really cover <laughs> it all. <laughs> Random lists, just it's all good. the things. We have a lot of fun. We do. All right. With that, we'll sign off. Thanks again to our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, and we'll be back uh, with Cyclone Fanatic Radio next week at the same time and same place, which is of course, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.